Hey, go-getters, I believe you must go after your divine purpose and live in your truth. You must be ready to achieve your goals if you're listening to this podcast. I'm Reb D, a gold digger coach. It's not about wanting more. It's about getting your piece of the pie and enjoying it. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 Radical Gold Diggers and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself. And remember, a better you makes a better world. You should be proud of yourself and I, I want to give you a hand clap for just being so faithful staying here all this time and um helping us all grow because we're growing together as a team and I always say we can do more together than we can apart and I just believe it's God's divine um appointment for us to come together at this time and grow together as a team. And you know what they say, we are as strong as the weakest link. So we continue to build one another up in whatever each one of us is doing. So once again, be proud of yourself. And the fact that we are taking accountability, right? We are taking accountability and that's what coaches do. You know, um, you know what you have to do, but life gets in the way. But when you have a coach, you know that you can get there a lot quicker with someone uh, making you accountable for what you say you're going to do. I don't know if you've ever joined any Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or joined something that made you sign a contract to say that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And that's so important that we take responsibility and that is what Matthew 25 is all about. It's about us being accountable to what God has given us. You know, our gifts are used to the glory of God, right? And why we're here, God has given us, I believe, God has given us everything we need to be successful. But what, what gets in the way? We, the lack of discipline, um, other priorities, you know, women have a tendency of making other things a priority over herself, you know, uh, and we can do that, but we're here to um, take responsibility and look at uh, Matthew 25 as a, a backdrop or foundation of the talents, you know, God talked about, you know, it was, I'm, he, uh, it's like a man going away on a trip and he leaves his, his money with three people. One guy, he leaves five, the other, he leaves two, and the other, he leaves one, right? So he comes back, the one that had five made 10. God was pleased and said, you know, um, you have been faithful, you good servant. And he go, lets him go on and puts him in charge of other things. He gets to the other one. Oh, you had two. Now you have two more. You've been faithful. And he lets him go on and he's proud of him. But the one that had the one, he didn't do anything. He says, oh, no, I'm just going to save it and bury it in the ground and that'll be good. But God was not pleased with that. God wants us to multiply what we have. And, um, and he wants us to strengthen our gifts and talents. 
And even though that's talking about money, we are still accountable to God and responsible for not only the finances he has allowed us to have, but everything else God has allowed us to have, you know? And um, so that's what this is all about. So by way of financial literacy, we are trying to uh, improve in that area. So now we're up to chapter seven. And I don't know about you, I finished the book. I've enjoyed it immensely. I like going back and preparing you guys for the lesson, but it has been um, life-changing for me. You know, the concepts are really life-changing. Some of them I can't believe I've never heard before, you know? So, you know, um, so I'm glad that we're open and now we're to the point like, okay, let's put our money where our mouth is. So tonight's title is Overcoming Obstacles. Chapter seven of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is Overcoming Obstacles. But for our icebreaker tonight, I want to ask you this question. And I really want you to think about it. What obstacles in 2021 have you overcome? What obstacles? You know, they could be big obstacles, small obstacles, but what obstacles have you, that you should be proud of, that you can say that you're overcoming or an obstacle that you can say, well, I'm trying to get over it. (laughs) I'm trying to get over it. You know, so that's just something for you guys to think about. Anybody excited that they may have gotten past something this year in 2021 by way of an obstacle that may have been keeping you from something? I'm judging now because I really want you to um, some of those things that are holding you back. And that's what our topic is going to be about. Tetra, this is Lisa. <clears throat> so one of the things, what, one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that was holding me back is my actual physical energy. My, I just didn't have the energy levels to do what I needed to do, what I wanted to do, whether it was, you know, working, uh, going out, socializing housework, chores, I mean, you name it, just ordinary, everyday activities, I didn't have the energy for. And about halfway through this year, I felt like I got my energy back to where I could be productive again. And so that was a major hurdle for me to, um, you know, and along with the energy, getting the energy back, I also got my joy back. And when you're joyful, you want to do things. And so I'm looking forward to going into 2022 uh, feeling renewed. Amen. Amen. And that is certainly the uh, energy and the spirit that we all need to go in that grace. So that was well said. And uh, I'm just so glad that you're going in the right direction. You know, you're going in the right direction. And praise God for that. Amen. Okay. Anybody else before I go on? Mine was actually similar to Lisa's um, because, you know, in 2020, you know, everyone was under the lock and key at home. So in 2021, started, you know, going to church in person. Um, I'm still not fully 100% comfortable, um, but, you know, it will come in time. I mean, it's a, it's a different time that we're in. So, you know. It's 
none that anyone's ever seen. So it's a challenge. Even just trying to go to restaurants, it's it's a challenge. Ah, uh, I think that's that's across the board. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're all alert. You know, and with that being said, um, get your boosters. And if you haven't yeah. gotten them, get your boosters because they're yeah. going to give us extra protection. And um, right. I have mine. I'm good. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm scheduled to get mine um, Friday. And my sister asked me, well, can't you get it sooner? So I said, well, all right, I'll, I'll look into it to see if I can get it sooner. But, you know, you got to go on the list. So. Um, I'm certainly working on that. So, okay. Very good. Very good. Anybody else? Okay. I want to look at um, this right quick. I don't know how well you can see it. No, it doesn't look good. Let's see. Let's open it up. It's a little blurry, but it's talking about a mentality. This is Gail. I I think what jumps out at me, and I've heard him say this before, I live on a fixed income, but one of the things that I've made a decision about is that the first of the year, I'm gonna take a certain amount of money and put it into savings the same way I would pay a bill. And I'm just going to make that little, uh, let's say, a promise to myself. And hopefully I can stay with it. So I'm going to look forward to that by the end of the year to see how much I have. But it's going to be a fixed amount, so... Uh, I'm gonna see of, of doing that, paying myself first. I like that. I like that too, and that is um, huge. That even in your predicament, like you said, you're on a fixed income. That that concept can change the, all that around. You know, I mean, the way Robin says, even the poorest person. If they pay themselves first, no matter what, he explains in chapter seven, I wish you could have heard the whole chapter seven, but then that greed, then you start thinking of other ways to other streams of revenue that you can bring in to pay the things that you have to pay, but pay yourself first and then let all that be over there. And that is so important. And, and it doesn't always said that way, pay yourself first. You know, they would say, oh, save, you know, but paying yourself first, like you have got it, um, an amount that you're going to pay yourself first with, and this will be a residual thing going on each month. It's only going to build up, you know, mm-hmm. it's only going to build up. And then when it gets to a certain point, then you you would want to put it somewhere into an asset where it can make money for you and you don't even have to be there, you know? So he, and this is how he started, you know, let me pay myself first and he makes money. And then, you know, um, he keeps his job. He doesn't get rid of the job. And then he just starts acquiring assets 
so they can make money for him while he's still doing his job. So, you know, it's, it's for, uh, I would like to say the average Joe, he's not, he's, he's letting you know where he started and through these concepts where it took him. So the good news, what we've learned, we can unlearn. Society says you better pay those bills. That's all they're talking about. They're not talking about any way of you to, um, you know, make sure you have money to pay the bills. You know, they're not teaching you that. They just want their money. You know, they want those taxes paid. You know, so that that that's a good one. That's a good one. And I know you, Ma. You're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Janice, this is deep. I'm, Deidre, this is business. I, don't, I uh, I'm fine. How are you? Good. I actually started doing that, like I would say, the third quarter of um, 2021. No matter what happens, I pay myself first, even though it's a small amount, and I'm not on a fixed income. But I figured I would start off small, so I pay a small amount for myself and. I've just been doing that every time I get paid. Before I pay anything else, I take that small amount and put it away for myself. So, and I couldn't believe after looking, I didn't don't even look at where I'm putting it. And then in a few weeks, I'm like, wow, I saved that much money already. You know, like I couldn't believe it. So it's just a matter of being disciplined enough to do it. And that's the hard part. Yes. And um, some of us have other advantages that, we can put the max away in our 401ks right and the companies that match it and um one of my sisters is doing just that and she's already floored about how that match looks already like she's wow you know so this is what's really um making us uh successful when we start using these basic principles and now we're starting to see the reward. Yes, we can do it. Yes, we can do it, you know, and that's the good news. So I like that. I'd like to hear where it's definitely um, beneficial in, in, in your finances. Anybody else before we move on? Um, Deidre, this yes. is Sophia. Um, I found it interesting that, you know, they said it's okay to, uh, to overcome fear, you know, and people saving money little by little, but then people have a safe and a sensible balanced portfolio, but it's not a winning portfolio. So that was interesting that, you know, put your eggs in a few baskets, not just one basket. And then the next section, which says overcoming cynicism, you know, during the worst of times, that's really the time you really should be investing. Because I'm sure if you tell and ask anyone on the call today, you know, most people are like, wait a minute now, got to put this money away because the world's going to end. Type of <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, you know, that's something that a lot of us have to get over. You know, most people are saying, put that money in the mattress, don't put it in the bank. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what they used to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, because the, um, things did happen and people didn't think that their money was secure. So definitely putting it 
in different baskets is a big deal. You know, it's just amazing. Um, People that brought Apple back in August for 120 to know that Apple hit 180 and now it's back to 175, but just in that little bit of time. So even though you have money in your 401k, you should be buying your own stock and um, and watching it grow as well. I, there's people on this phone that did just that. You know, they they put their money into their personal stock and they will tell you that even though it wasn't being matched by a company, they were still making a lot of money quickly, quickly, you know. And, um, and I don't think the uh, tax impact, if you were to uh, cash out of it, is as bad as if you do it on a 401k. You know, there's some strict rules, you know, um, about that. Um, if you were to cash out or take money out, even though I know in 2021, some of those um, rules changed, you know, they allowed people to take money out to form businesses and they didn't get um, uh, penalized. But I'm just saying, it's definitely good to put your money in other baskets. You know, you can, it's easy to save on a, if you work a job and your money just goes right in. You never see it. You you never have to do anything but sign to present that you want them to take out. And after that, everything is done in the background for you. But even you can even do it yourself. You know, you can go out there and see something that you want to buy and just start buying it. But certainly in the worst of times is where you're going to see opportunities. And um, and now that we're educating ourselves, God forbid there'd be a worst of time. We will know better to not to miss those opportunities now just from what we know, because that's where you're going to see, you know, right. where you're going to see them in those in those situations. So, OK, that's. That was very, very good. All right. I'm going to sit here and share. There was some questions. And I want us to have some fun with those questions. So I made a little game for us. So there are seven questions, right? How, How have you experienced fear? or failure in your life? Were you able to conquer that fear and how? Well, it's. I think somebody already spoke to that already. Um, so this is what I'm gonna do. I see that we have more people on here than we have questions. So, I'm just going to put the questions out there and whoever wants to answer them, fine. If not, we'll just move on to the next one. So first one, how have you experienced the fear of failure in your life? Were you able to conquer that fear and how? Anybody want to answer that one? Okay, we'll go on to two. How do you handle the cynicism in your life who have tried to discourage you from taking risks that you believe have a good chance of winning. I know we've all dealt with the naysayers. This is Lisa. 
So that started early on in my life. When I first moved to Georgia, I wanted to buy a townhouse immediately. Back then they were like $75,000, you know, when I could own something and I was going to have a couple of roommates and I allowed someone to completely talk me out of it, a couple of some ones. And then fast forward seven years later, you know, I could have had my roommates pay my mortgage. And literally that's a lesson that stuck with me. And from then on, I've just kept things to myself. If I thought that I was communicating or going to share them with the naysayer so that I can't be talked out of it because I pretty much have a good, you know, feeling um, for what I want to do and what the right thing is for me. It may not work for other people, but I know what's right for me. Um, and so, you know, just, just buying my first home uh, in my late 20s, you know, would have been fantastic. And I definitely would have been further ahead where I am, where I am than what I am financially right now. But I allowed myself to be talked out of it. So I don't do it anymore. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I think we've all had an experience and maybe we don't want to speak to it now, but I thank you for sharing that. Because, yeah, that's that's really something. And Robert talks about that in the book about people steering him away of doing things that they're not even doing. They're they're getting counsel from people that haven't even done it. And he's like, that makes no sense. Like, how do you listen to people that haven't even done it? You know, and he he went on and got um, with people that knew how to do it. And he, and he took his chances and learned. So that's what we're doing now. We're, 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 we're in the know now, <laughs> you know, we're in the know that that'll never happen again. Right. Opportunities are right now because we're in a state that we have never been in. Okay. It's not that it has never been, we have never been in it. So we need to look at these missed opportunities or create opportunities that are right there and in the midst of what we're going through. So this is great. This is a very timely topic for us to uh, look at things differently, you know, look at it with a wiser eye. So thank you. Okay. That was good. Number three, do you agree with the statement that a little greed is the answer to curing laziness. Why or why not? I like when he talked about that greed. I think he explained it quite well. Anybody else? I think that, this is Janice. I think that um, a little greed is good. It, it gives you a drive. It makes you strive for something more and not be complacent. I think if you don't have a little greed or you don't want a little bit more, then you become very complacent with what you have and where you are, which is good. It's good to appreciate to an extent, but you still want to grow and strive for more. And I think that's what that does. You have just a little bit of greed, not overpowering, but a little bit. Right. Right. And I, and I like how you said that, you know, just, um, wanting a little bit more. Now he uses uh, the word greed. He calls it greed. We we make say, well, just wanting a little bit more or a little bit more knowledge right now is is helping us 
um, to be able to manage our finances better. So we would have more. <laughs> so we would have more. So um, I, I, I like how he says it. it gives you the drive. So yes, definitely, Janice, it, it gives you uh, what I like call the motivation. <laughs> You need to be motivated. You need to know what your why is and why you do it. What is your why? You know, you ask people, well, why are you doing it? You know, and, and there'll be a good reason, you know. I, I, I'm tired. Of, the credit is calling me, you know, so I have to figure out how to, you know, uh, live within my means, which I'm doing, but I still don't have enough money. So I have to do like they did in the talent and learn how to multiply what you have by acquiring assets and, and things like that that can make money for you. So I, I, I think that's a good one. Thank you, Janice. That gives us what we need. Um, curing the laziness. <laughs> curing the laziness. Number four, how does greed or desire um driven you in your life. Anybody want to speak to how Green Maid or the desire has driven you in your life? Hey, Reverend D, it's Angela. I hey, think Angela. for me, um, I wouldn't call it greed. I think it's my drive to be better than, not better in a sense that I'm better than, but to do better than my parents did. Like, you know, you you always think that the next generation wants the generation beyond bef- behind them to do better and to be better. And so my drive is to be more successful and to be more financially stable than my parents were and to hopefully be able to educate my niece and nephews underneath me to be able to also be more successful financially than even I I'm setting myself up to be. So it's the drive to be able to educate my my younger nieces and nephews to drive for success and to be better financially than even I have set myself up to be. I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. I, I think all of us can take some accountability to the next generation, that it is our duty to uh, look around in our families or not in our families to to help educate them with this financial things that we're learning so they could do better, you know, have a better foundation. So I just think that is great that you are, um, you know, taking that on. You know, you, you, your parents gave you what they had it by way of knowledge and um, and now you're springing forth and say, hey, now I'm going to take it forward, multiply what they gave me and take it forward for them to do um, the same thing, you know? So that is great. We are definitely um, accountable and responsible for um, the generations that, that are around us. So that's, I think that was well said, Angela. Thank you. Before you go to the next one, I yes, I just was thinking of this. Uh, one of my grandkids have this little business on the side of doing T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So I decided that for Christmas, I'm going to order all my T, I'm going to order T-shirts for my grandkids. Put a little, I'll tell them what to put on them. And, but instead of me giving my money to the store, I'm going to give my money to him. Amen. Well, that is a, a very good attitude. I mean, you hear it all the time that, you know, that we should buy in our communities and, and things like that. And I think that's great. You know, I'm looking around to support anybody. Like I'm going to buy from anybody that's it's an entrepreneur. You know, I, Angela, you already know you got an order kind of coming from me. I'm going to order from Jeffrey Jr. as well. You know, I, I'm going to whoever has a business going on that I know about, I'm going to um, support them in that way because I know how important that is. Hey, Radical Gold Diggers, I hope you got a gold nugget out of this podcast to help you nail your goals. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 Radical Gold Diggers and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself. And remember, a better you makes a better world.